Counted all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Good morning, church family. We are going through the book of James. Just started last week. Uh, so turn in your Bibles uh, to James 1, and let, let me read to you verses 2 through 4. James 1, verses 2 through 4. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And last week we talked about counted all joy, my brothers, in what is going on in our life. Trials are coming. Uh, we know that life is crazy. We get curveballs. We make plans. They change. But we know that God's in control. And that joy only comes from Jesus Christ. So we can go to through life with trials coming our way with joy because we know that we have that joy that's in Christ Jesus. And so James goes on and talks about that true faith endures trials and temptations with joy and steadfastness. So not only with joy, but God is growing our faith through steadfastness, through endurance. Um, and this word steadfastness, other translations, has endurance or patience. Uh, and it's a firmly established, unwavering faith. So here is this endurance, this faith you know, we don't get, we get all of God, but our faith grows in God. God is doing a work in our life. He is doing, we are going through the process of sanctification. We continue to grow in who God is in our life, the pursuit of Christ Jesus to be more like him and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our life. We're not these amazing super Christians as soon as we become, uh, become saved. When we ask Christ into our heart, we don't, there's a growth process. Um, and that's the beauty of the Christian journey. We can live to 100, 110, 120 years old and never have a full, complete grasp of who God is because we continue to grow and he continues to reveal himself to us. So we have this steadfastness that all the trials are going to develop in us so that our, that our, we can, we become complete and perfect. Um, and that will happen at the end of our, our time on earth as we enter into heaven. But endurance. Endurance, I don't know how many of you like to work out or even walking around the mall shopping, right? Get a little out of breath, especially if we've been on the couch for the entire COVID season at this point. Um, but endurance is not an easy thing. Um, you know that I love mountain biking. And it was about five years ago um, I'm like, I need to ride a bike. I loved riding a bike as a kid. I'm like, I want to do something. I'd rather be outside than in a gym. So I was looking around and found a, an older bike on eBay and, and rode with a couple of guys. Um, and finally, Randy Dick called one time. He's like, hey, let's go to Rosaryville, which is a pretty intense mountain biking trail. Um, I had ridden a little bit, been to a couple of trails. I'm like, it can't be that hard, right? Um, but this thing's a circle. So it's not like start and you can turn around and kind of come back. You basically are committed once you get going. 
And it's about nine miles, I think. So riding with Randy and immediately I'm feeling like my body is not ready for this. My lungs are not ready for this. My arms, my whole body is not ready for this. Definitely not my mind. Because my endurance hadn't built built up. Um, and I'm stopping a lot. Randy went on ahead. He was training for something else. But I'm stopping a lot drinking and, and eating. This is my pre-gummies. I love gummy bears, by the way, for my rides. Okay, all the guys that ride with me laugh, but they're amazing. Um, so I have my snacks, and I'm finally like, I cannot handle this anymore. And there's this another hill. I'm like, forget this. I'm not riding up this hill. My legs are shot. I'm going to get off my bike. I'm going to take a, a drink of water. I'm going to take a moment. Because how long, how much longer is this going to happen? And so I get up to the top of the hill, walking my bike. I come over the crest of the hill, and there's the end of the trail. But it was like that last hill, I'm like, I can't handle any more of this. Um, and then there it was. Now, over the years, my endurance has grown give or take, um, and I'm even afraid to say what I'm about to say because then it locks me in to a number of witnesses in this room. But in a week and a half, there are seven other guys that are going to do a three-day bike ride up the CNO Canal, 185 miles over three days, okay? I have committed to go. And uh, again, it was like, Really, God, like, come across James, second weekend, we're talking about endurance, and I'm trying to to get out of this trip. Well, how can I not do this trip and talk about endurance today? Like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I've worked on my endurance to a little extra pain to the body over the last week. Probably not as much. We'll see when it's time to come. But endurance is important for not only working out, doing things physically, but it's also for our spiritual health, our spiritual life. Um, God wants so much more for our life that he's got plans. And these plans include us growing in our faith, growing in him, growing in our trust with him, in our faith with him. So we have to continue to work out, to grow, to discover these plans that God has for us, for us to be ready for that. And that's going to cause some endurance and some testing and some trials. And steadfastness, this word I love because it is an unwavering faith. It is a steadfast, you know, I'm locked in. Why am I locked into my faith? Because of what God has already done. And I know that what's coming, God's going to prepare me for. And so that's what this, this verse is talking about. And trials and testing can truly make you bitter or better. Write that down. Yeah, that down, Debbie. Bitter or better. Okay. Um, probably a couple of years ago, and I've shared many things in my life. And my favorite phrase for a season of my life was, "Seriously, God? Like, really? Okay, that's a little bitter, right? So, so here I am with this. You know, a curveball comes in life, and I'm like." Seriously, God, another thing, like I can barely handle what you've given me and you give me something else, okay? To a better situation of, and a little patient, because the steadfastness word has patience in it. What about the opposite of seriously, God, is, okay, God, let's see what you're going to do. Let me see where you are. So 
I'm all over the place, by the way, on this, on this scale. Okay? I've grown a little bit in my faith to where I, I'm a little bit more hesitant when a situation comes to pause, to be still, and think, all right, God, what are you going to do in this situation? Um, but I have to admit there's still sometimes I'm like, seriously, God, like, what are you doing? You know, let me help you out with my plans for my life so things are a little bit smoother. But we, when we face trials, yeah, James says to go with joy. Choose to look at what God is doing. What, let's see what God is doing. Let's stop. You know, let's, let's understand where God has brought us. I've grown in my faith. I know God's got this. I've got this in Him. So let me say, okay, God, let's see what's going on. Um, and so it's a growth process and we're all over the place. Uh, the, the more mature, and I'm not here by the way, that every time something comes, okay, God, let's see. Um, I have a friend of mine that moved away that every time I said goodbye to him, he said, well, Lord willing. And that used to drive me crazy. Like that's Brad Whitlinger, by the way, you better be watching. Um, I don't care where you live. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. I hope I see you. And now it's like, oh, something might happen. But truly is God's in control, Lord willing. Versus this, you know, seriously, like I'm going to complain. I'm bitter at everything that you throw at me, God. Um, it's a process. And, and all of us in this room are, are at this beginning point or closer to the end or we slide back sometimes. But that's the beauty of this journey that we have in our faith to move us from a place of of insecurity and a weak faith and not really trusting God to fully trusting God. Um, and it's not going to be complete until we see Christ Jesus face to face. So it's life isn't easy. Life, life is full of tests and trials and I'm glad there's testing. Okay. All the students are looking at me like, shut your mouth. We don't need extra testing. Um, but aren't you glad that we have testing in our life, that that things are tested for us? Okay, I got to fly back a couple of weeks ago now to see my mom in California and then did a layover, a little day layover in Denver. So I'm on an airplane all the way across the country. I love flying. I love travel. I love doing those things. But I catch myself once in a while and up in the sky at whatever elevation realizing if something happens... I'm not going to make it. Like, it's we're way too high up. So there's a trust in the testing of that airplane. Um, so I looked up steps for the process of an airplane being built and used. Um, first, they designed the plane uh, with all of their, their software and, and computers and all of that. Then they create a simulation off of the, 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 the size of the plane, the dimensions, all of that is really going to even fly. Then they construct it and put it together. And then once that that new design is built, then they test it out. They'll test the bending of the wings. Now that stressed me out big time. Okay. These same, these wings bend, like they bend it to as far as where the breaking point is. So they know, okay, that's a little too much stress on the wings, but they, those things bend. Okay. Don't, if you're flying this week, I apologize. Um, but these wings bend to find the stress points. That's a good thing because I don't want the stress to hit while I'm in the plane at a certain situation and they break. 
Um, there's also an ingestion test. Did you know this? So things are in the air that could cause damage to the engines, such as water. So they, they squirt water bottles or I don't know what they do. Squirt guns, something in the engines. Here's a fun one. There's also birds, right? They have a chicken gun. They take dead chickens, put it in a gun, and when the engine's going, they shoot dead chickens into the engine to see if that works. Okay? My junior high self is loving that picture. But I'm glad that they're doing this. And then they, they test for heat in, in hot temperatures. They test for cold and freezing temperatures. They do all these tests. Um, which is a good thing because that gives me confidence when I'm in that airplane that that thing has gone through numerous tests. Um, I wish sometimes I had a better attitude of all the tests that God's putting me through that, hey, I'm glad I'm going through this because I'm going to be a better uh, Christian. My faith is stronger because of that and maybe even a better person because of that. But that's not always our default attitude. And I had admitted that last week. That joy is not always my default setting as trials come. So what can our faith endure? Um, what trials are we going through that we're like, God, I can't handle this anymore. Um, get me out of this situation. Make it, make it end. Um, and, but looking back, those times that God's brought us through, we realize that God put us through that for a reason. To prepare us for the next, the next test that's coming. And we're not the only ones. I bet we could spend hours in this room alone um, and share different tests and trials that we've gone through, that we've grown in our faith, trusted God more because of it, and come out a stronger, stronger in our faith, a stronger Christian, more mature because of relying on who God is and what he has done. And we need to understand that all through Scripture, our, this book is filled with people who God tested, who their faith was tested, that they came through, not all of them with flying colors, um, but they came through and had their faith tested. There's a whole chapter of it in Hebrews, chapter 11, um, by faith. And there's a list of, of some of the those who, through Scripture, survived the test of faith and came out stronger because of it. And also, by the way, this is a great indicator that God's at work in our life. Um, sometimes, I know I don't think about this all the time, but if God didn't care, God didn't love us, he wouldn't challenge us and want us to grow and get us out of the situation we're in to prepare us for a better place without trials and without building up of our endurance. So that's a great indicator of how, of how much God loves us. Now, I'm not saying necessarily we need to go to this point of, Okay, God, thank you for for getting me through this trial. Can I please have another? Um, it's almost like praying for patience, right? It's a dangerous thing. But God, God is at work. And God has a plan for us. We know that all through Scripture, um, that the God's got a plan for us. I know the plans that I have for you comes from God directly. He's got our life planned out. Every aspect of our life, every moment, every mistake that we do, the dumb ones and the ones that we we intentionally do, like he knows all of that's coming. There is trials that we can't imagine. If we if we could look at our plan, our life plan, our blueprint for what God has for us, 10 years from now, we would all freak out. 
Because we're not ready for 10 years from now. We're not ready for five years from now. But God knows where we are and where we need to be, and he's going to continue to build this faith in us uh, for us to understand that he's in control and for us to be ready for the next chapter of our life. And God is sovereign over every trial. We know that. The sovereignty of God. He is not ever surprised. We talk about that when COVID hit. We were frustrated. We're home. We can't do church the way we used to. We still aren't quite there. And we kept saying God was not surprised by this. He's not sitting on his throne and go, whoa, I didn't see that coming. You know, sorry about that. You know, let, let's kind of scramble and try to figure this out and come up with a better plan for you. No, he already knew all of this. He's not surprised by anything in our life. God is sovereign over everything. And we are not alone in our trials. Actually, I wrote this three times in my notes. We are not alone in our trials. We are not alone in our trials. God's got the plan. Christ Jesus is at work in our life. The Holy Spirit is working in our life. And if God is sovereign and knows all and has my plans laid out, how can I not trust him? Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And let me read to you verses 7 through 11. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 11. You see, we are just simply human. We are simply these jars of clay. We are simply, and, and not that this scripture is saying that we're weak or unuseful, but it's not on our power. It's not on our strength. Clay jars are not, are very breakable. Okay? It is who is inside. So read with me, 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 11. It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. The surpassing power belongs to God and not us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. All of this is happening as our faith grows for the glorification of Christ Jesus in our life. That's an amazing thing, let alone knowing that God's in control, but Christ crucified in our life and us accepting him as our Lord and Savior, he is glorified in our lives. Our faith grows because there is more of Jesus who is seen. So let's talk about steadfastness for a little bit and let steadfastness have its full effect. That word let implies submission. Here comes the tricky part. Okay, we know these things. We've heard these things. We've seen God at work in our life. But that little word, let's, implies submission. Okay, we know that God's got this, but I've got to have faith and let him do a work in my life. Let him be seen. Let me see him at work in our life. Let me be aware of, of where Christ Jesus is in all of this. Holy Spirit, what are you doing in my life? What are you doing in this situation? What are you doing 
in the people around me to help me to get through this. Submitting to God and His will for our lives is letting steadfastness, patience, endurance be part of that plan. And by the way, no one likes trials. No one, I, I know for a fact that m- so many trials, I'm like, God, get me out of here. I'm done. Like, I've grown enough. You know, give me a little break for a moment before the next situation comes my way. But we, but I'm saying don't do it. As a pastor, we are going to go through trials. Let's count them all joy and see where God is at work in our life. It is scary to go all in on our faith. I think some of our hesit, my hesitation is to say, God, just, you know, I'd rather hunker down, curl up in my bed, head under the pillow through this situation. Then I'll really work on the other ones. Um, no, we need to look at where God is doing and what he's doing, knowing that the outcome of the trial that we're going through, we are going to be greater in our faith because of that. And it's, it is, it is intense and it is scary. Um, I have to say being here on this platform by this pulpit in front of you as your senior pastor years ago, I never would have seen, um, when I surrendered to my call to ministry, I knew I loved music and I, I knew I loved youth ministry. And I used to joke with my friends at, at school. It was a private Christian university. I'm like, it's going to take a face to face with God before I ever get out of youth ministry. By the way, I'm still kind of like in youth ministry. Just don't tell, tell everyone. But I, I knew for a fact I had zero interest in my head to ever be a senior pastor. Um, it has been amazing to see God work through me and others around me, especially over the last few months, over the last few years, um, to see God to where I had to catch myself and truly be still and be patient. Because in my mind, I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, but then realize, wait, God, where are you? Let me see what you're doing in this situation. I trust you. Um, and it was having to move from the seriously God to, okay, let's see what you have. Um, and it has blown my mind. I, I could spend hours. So if you want to give me a call sometime, text me, um, take me out. No, I don't do coffee. We'll figure that out. But I would love to share with you all the, all the stuff. And I, I've always called them God nods. Okay. Cause if we're looking for God and we see God, that's a nod from God, like God's like, yeah, I, that was me. You're in the right place. I've got this place to where you're going, but I need you to trust in me. Um, that's been an amazing journey. And so it's, it's, it's a proof and it's proven by the way. Um, this is a proven journey that God has put us on. There is, there are no trials that, like I said, God is surprised by. There's no trials that, or a, a mistake that we've made in our flesh that derailed the plans of God didn't happen. Okay? May not have been the best plan or the best, you know, God always wants the best for us. But he knew that was going to happen, and it has prepared us now for the next piece in our faith journey. That's amazing. Um, knowing that through trials we can find joy because of the steadfastness 
and the endurance that God is working through, that Jesus Christ is building up in our life to prepare us for the next time. Let steadfastness have its full effect. Wouldn't it be nice to know that we're close to the end, no more trials coming? That's not going to happen in, on our time on earth, by the way. But here's endurance. With the, the mountain biking, it takes months, it takes years to get to where you're ready for the next uh, event or trip. And knowing that in our faith, we don't, we can't just immediately become, have our faith built up so strong that we can handle everything. It's, it's piece by piece by the plan that God has for us. It's not a quick fix. Let me make a promise to you as your pastor. This will never happen in your life. If it does, I'll give you $5 cash. Okay? There will never be an Amazon box waiting at your front door with your lifetime supply of steadfastness in it. Okay? You will never get a free delivery of a lifetime supply. It's all all packaged up ready for you to use. We have to work through it. We have to, to, to do the work with God and allow him to show us in our faith. The Holy Spirit isn't going to bring it to us on a silver platter. It cannot be attained by reading a book, even this one. It cannot be attained by listening to a sermon, praying a prayer. It's through the trials and the tribulations of our life that we see God at work, that builds up our faith to where we become more in tune with him and see him more in the ins and outs of our day. It comes through trials and suffering with trusting and obeying God. Steadfastness is not a passive acceptance of circumstances. Okay, it's not, being patient doesn't mean trial comes, okay God, I know you've got this, I'll just kind of sit back and wait until it's all done. No, it, it takes our part as well. It is a courageous perseverance, stick-to-itiveness, tenacity in the face of suffering and difficulty with joy. Um, that is what the faith that God wants for us to have, that James is talking about, that it's more than just accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, showing up for a worship service, and doing our, our duty every week. No, it's a, it's a day-to-day challenge that God is at work aggressively in our life, that you may be perfect and complete. And this perfection is something, a, a situation where something is brought to its end. You know, you finish a project, you're like, ah, oh, that's perfect. It's complete. It's finished. You know, you get to the last step of your Lego steps for building something. If you've built Ikea furniture, you get to the last page. Hallelujah. It's done. It's complete. We are not done. God's not done with us yet. We are not, have not com- gotten to the point of completion yet. We have a journey. It's a journey. And I'm so glad that we are doing this side by side together as a church family. Um, I'm glad that we have an opportunity to minister to those who don't know Jesus in this community to where we can come alongside them and help them see Jesus and help them come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and that we get to do this all together. God's goal in our trials is that we become perfect and complete because it's making us and molding us and helping us to look more like Jesus. Philippians 1.6 says that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. 
And James is reminding us that we have this journey to be on, that we have an amazing God who loves us so much. Let me close with this, reading Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It's probably just one page back. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And it's a familiar passage, but I will need you to listen to a few key words. So Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, the trial, the test that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, are you catching all four of these? that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We have our endurance and steadfastness because Christ Jesus had endurance and steadfastness. We are modeling and having an opportunity in our relationship with God to be matched with Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus went through joy and the testing, the race set before the steadfastness of the endurance of the race, perfection because of God or Jesus being the perfecter of our faith. So Jesus is at work in our life. We have the Holy Spirit guiding us, directing us. We are giving glory to God the Father in all that we are going through, understanding that we can face every trial with joy because endurance is coming which is bringing us to the end of a complete and perfect faith in Christ Jesus, in him alone. Um, what a great picture of this beginning of the book of James, of our faith is so important. It's not just something to put in our pocket, wait till we die, pull that out. Hey, God, I, I had faith in you. I asked Jesus as my Lord and Savior, let me into heaven. It's a life journey. It is a life experience. It is a God at work in every aspect of our life. Um, and in every detail and just looking in this room and at home, all the blueprints of the plans God has for this room is amazing. And to continue to hear stories of God at work, let's continue to face trials with joy, knowing that God loves me so much. He's doing a work in my life to prepare me from what, from what's coming next no matter how crazy, how terrible it might be, there's going to be something glorious, glorifying God out of the, out of that situation. May not be what we had in mind, but we know that He is at work in our life. And why do we count trials as joy? Because it makes our faith stronger. It makes us more complete. It makes us more like Jesus. And it is all because of God's steadfast love. Um, and I could spend a whole nother week or two on just the steadfastness of God's love. So as we close this time, we're going to go into closing and then have our time with Lord's Supper. But the steadfast love of God is the purpose of all of this, that he loved us so much. We were separated by sin. He had Jesus come to die on, to live among us, to die on the cross for our sins, to wash away our sins, allow us full access to God the Father. Our sins are forgiven. We don't have to face death um, because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And we have this amazing relationship 
with God the Father through the shed blood of Christ Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Please pray with me. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the reminder of how much you will love us and adore us, that life is coming. You know all of this. You're not surprised by any of it. The plans that you have for us, Father, are for us to continue to grow in our faith in endurance and steadfastness. Help us, Father, to always stop, to be still, to look for you in every situation and not uh, make it into a, a time of of anger and frustration. And, and yes, that's coming. That's real. Father, help us to continue to see you at work in every every aspect of our life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.